Yesterday I talked about all the different kind of scams that people use to attack food truck owners and food truck businesses. Today we're going to be talking about how you can avoid those scams and what to look for to protect yourself. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow. This episode is being sponsored by our friends at Table Needs. If you're a food truck owner searching for a simple yet powerful system to run your food truck business, let me tell you about Table Needs. Table Needs is the complete package, offering a robust point-of-sale system with baked-in QR code menu ordering, a KDS, and automated sales tax, plus hands-on customer support that works with you to help you grow your business. For more information, visit tableneeds.com or find them on Facebook. Now on with today's topic. Avoiding scams in food truck sales like any other business transaction requires careful research, due diligence, and a bit of skepticism. Hopefully you've heard the old saying, trust everyone but verify everything. Before you even start looking for food trucks, educate yourself about the industry, about common price ranges, and definitely about the equipment. This knowledge will help you identify potential red flags. Deal with established and reputable sellers or even a trailer dealership. Look for reviews, look for ratings, look for recommendations from other buyers. Ask the builders if I can have a client list and I would like the clients that have bought from you maybe one year ago or two years ago. And then interview those owners because they're well past the honeymoon stage. If there's something wrong with the truck, they're going to tell you. And they're going to give you the lowdown on how the build has survived being used for a year or two years. Now, I want you to remember there are trailers that have been built in the 1950s and they're still on the road today. But sadly, most builders that are building today have started in the last five years. So they don't have any history of trailers being on the road for 10 or 15 years. And then the smartest thing is to avoid a private seller unless they are in your area and you can inspect the truck as long as you want. So whenever I go to look at a used vehicle, I call them up, set up an appointment, and tell them I'm going to be there about an hour. And then I'm going to be there about an hour. And I'm looking at the ceiling, I'm looking at the roof, I'm looking underneath, getting up underneath it, looking at the undercarriage, looking at the I-beams. I'm looking at the welds. And that's before I even set foot inside it and start looking at are the floors soft near the window and are the floors soft near the door? How about near the sink package? Because a soft floor means there's a leak and the wood's rotted. What's it look like around the hood system? Is the roof solid? Is it soft as well? So there's lots of things you can look for. If you're part of our Facebook group, I've got a checklist that'll help you to know what to look for when you are looking at a used piece of equipment. But do not buy from somebody that's five states away unless you can go there and spend a whole bunch of time to inspect it. And then if you are going to buy it, buy it that day and get it off their property. Because if you leave it there, there have been people that have traded out equipment or even removed equipment. So you go and inspect it, you love what you see, and you give the, the person the money, and you say, I'll be back 
tomorrow I'll be back next week and I'll pick this up and get it off your property. So when you come to pick it up, you don't bother going back inside of it because you think they're good people. And then when you get it home, you realize that there's no oven. There's no griddle. There's something been pulled out of there. So again, trust everyone, but verify everything. Now, if you do decide to go with a private seller, you also want to verify their identity. Do they really own this piece of property? You want to check their business licenses. If it's been in operation, you want to check their permits. You want to check the contact information on those permits. Does it match the name of this person that's selling this? Scammers use fake identities. So if there's one little thing that doesn't match up, it's an in-operation food truck. And when you go to look up the food permit, it's got a different name, probably stolen. Inspect the truck in person. Now, if you're not familiar with what to look for on a food truck, schedule an hour with me and we'll do a video call for your inspection. So I'll be right there with you and I'll tell you exactly what to look at and I'll tell you what the problems are. I'll tell you whether I would buy the thing and I'll also tell you how much you should offer them for it. Because I can guarantee you if, they're, if they want $75,000, there better be $100,000 worth of value there because it's still a used piece of equipment. So they will take you a little bit more serious if you're having... Somebody who knows the business with you, whether it's me on a video call or somebody else that's in the business. You want to make sure you ask for all relevant documents. Do you have maintenance records? Do you have any inspections? Do you have those certifications? Is there any warranty still left intact? A legitimate seller will have no problem giving up those documents if they've had them. As I mentioned yesterday, anybody that creates a sense of urgency or pressure, just don't do it. You know, the, the old tactic is, well, I've had two other people call me. You better make a decision because I'm going to give it to them. Go ahead, give it to them. There will always be one more truck. Scammers like to use high-pressure tactics to make you feel like you've got to do it now. And even if it's a legitimate seller, they're going to use the high-pressure tactics to get full price out of it. The thing's worth what the thing's worth. And it's still a used piece of equipment inside of a trailer. And most likely the trailer wasn't designed to be a food truck. It's a conversion of a cargo trailer. You want to make sure you, that if you do decide to buy it, whether it's from a legitimate builder or from a private seller, that you use a secure payment method. And that payment method hopefully has some type of buyer protection on it. And you want to use credit cards or escrow services. Now, let me tell you a little bit of something about escrow services. They can be cloned to look like they're legitimate services. So the scammer will tell you that I've got a food truck. I'd love to sell it to you. I am out of the country. Here's what I'm going to do. If you'll send me $2,000, I'll let you have the food truck for two weeks. And if you don't want it, I'll give you $2,000 back and you give me the food truck back. If you do want it, pay me, you know, $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 more and it's yours. But I'm going to let you drive it for a whole week. So you're thinking, well, how could that possibly be a bad deal? Because they've mentioned an escrow service. You'll send your $2,000 to them. I won't even hold it as a scammer. How can that be a bad deal? The escrow service is not real. They've cloned a real one, but when you send it, the, the numbers will be slightly different and is going to somebody's private account that cannot be traced. So they'll even send you the address of where the food truck is. Of course, your money's long gone. And there was never a food truck to begin with. You want to avoid using cash. You want to avoid using wire transfers because they're really difficult to trace and they provide less protection. I know a lot of people that sell things want you to give them cash. The only way you should do that is if the vehicle can be moved and you guys go directly to a bank or you go directly to the title office and transfer it in person. No, I'll send you the title later. None of that stuff. You get it done before you give up your money. You want to be cautious if any seller is asking for an unusual payment method or they ask for upfront payments before they let you inspect it because they're going to be gone. 
You also want to check for any liens or encumbrances against that food truck or food trailer you're looking at. It's got to be free of debt. It's got to be free of legal issues. So what you want to do is just have a title search. A legitimate seller would have zero problem letting you search the title. Trust your instincts. If something seems to be too good to be true, probably is. So trust your gut and walk away. Scammers depend on two things. Desperation or excitement. And once they know that you're desperate or once they know that you're super excited, they're going to exploit you and really milk the situation. Don't ever let yourself get into a situation where you're desperate and just remember to keep your emotions under control. It's great to be excited, but don't let the scammer or even the seller know you're excited because they're going to move that price up. You want to consult with a legal professional or a business advisor before you finalize any purchase. Again, there is no reason to be in a rush. The seller wants to get rid of the thing, but how many people are walking around with $75,000 to buy something? You want to consult with that legal professional so they can set up the contract to make sure that the transfer goes smoothly and that you don't have any potential pitfalls hit you later. Get everything in writing. Get a receipt. Make sure that everything is covered as far as agreements and warranties and all the terms and conditions are outlined in writing. Before you go to inspect a truck, research and compare prices for a similarly equipped food truck in your market. If the deal seems significantly cheaper than average, that could be a warning sign. Could be a frustrated vendor, but most likely it's a scam. Now, I mentioned yesterday about getting a tax notice or a labor poster scammer, and that comes through to you from email, or it comes to you through legitimate mail, snail mail as they call it. You want to just contact the government agency. Don't go to anything that's listed on the letters or in the emails. Just throw them away like I told you, and then call them up or look online and get the information that direction. If anything feels like a scam, probably is. And then you want to not refer to anything that you, you have been sent. If it's an email, even though it's real easy to click, don't do it. Go to the website and follow the links from the website. Don't follow any links that have been texted to you, that have been messaged to you on Instagram or on Facebook. Don't click anything. Even if you get a phone call and it sounds super official and they're going to come arrest you right now because you haven't paid those taxes, if you know that you don't owe any taxes, there should not be somebody threatening you to come arrest you. They're going to try to make it sound like they're coming for you. I'm calling the sheriff's department right now and they're going to be there at your house in 15 minutes to pick you up, make arrangements. That's not going to happen. If they're going to arrest you, they're going to arrest you. And they don't give you notification so you can leave the country. Or leave the house. That's not how the police work. That's how scammers work to freak you out. So again, you get that kind of information. To say, thank you for calling me. I'm going to call whoever they've said. If they say the Labor Department, I'm going to call the Labor Department. If they're from the Tax Bureau, then tell them I'm just going to talk to the Department of Revenue and we'll get this all straightened out. Thank you very much for the phone call and hang up on them. And then call the, the office in question. Call the Labor Department. Call the IRS. Call the State Revenue Department. What to it is. Now when it comes to the catering scams, never ever book a date until you have a non-refundable 50% of the quote deposit. So if somebody says, I would love for you to come out and do a, a catering and I need, and I will be happy to pay you $5,000 for the catering, tell them not a problem, but I need $2,500 in my hand today to reserve that date for you and it's non-refundable. Now if it's somebody that maybe is going to get married, they may not go with you. But if they're legitimate, they don't have a problem paying you 2500 now to hold the date. And now you've got a non-refundable 
$2,500. And then, of course, this should go without saying, but never, ever process a credit card for more than what you quote. And certainly never, ever send that overpayment via any kind of person-to-person payment system like Venmo, Cash App. The fake events, the one that seems to always get people, because when someone says, I think this was a fake event, and they rip me off, there's always two, three, four other people that will say, yeah, it happened to me, yeah, it happened to me. Anybody that calls you up, that emails you, when you answer an ad, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you found the ad, you're going to talk to them about the event and get the details. How many people, how much are you marketing, are you spending on marketing, what's the address, where's it going to be, when's it going to be, get the dates. At some point, they're going to ask you for that PayPal or that person-to-person payment process. Guaranteed it's fake. A real event would accept credit cards because they should have a bank account set up. They want to make it easy to get money, so they're going to accept credit cards. But the problem is credit cards can be refunded. That's why scammers don't use them. Real events also probably are going to take eight are also going to take ACH payments. Those can be reversed if it turns out to be fake. That's why scammers don't use it. Both of those things I just talked about, taking real credit cards or taking the ACH payments provide a paper trail. That helps keep you safe. It protects your money. Scammers don't want to protect your money. You can also do research into the previous year's information to see if things are different. You can also verify that the event has a proper documentation and permitting in place for the dates and the location the ad says. So if you see a first-time event, never ever heard of it before, but it sounds really, really good, it could be legitimate. All you got to do to verify it is call up your local government because they're going to have some type of permitting process that would allow a big bunch of people to be in a small confined area because if there's a big bunch of people in a small confined area the city or the county or the town is going to want to make sure they have enough police enforcement in that area to handle the crowds if things get out of hand so there's a permitting process don't just show up because somebody says hey for fifty dollars we're going to do a car show you can come and have a spot and then you kind of find out that they didn't have permission to be there and then the police show up and give everybody a ticket because they're at an unpermitted event. These kind of things happen all the time. I don't want you to get scammed. So again, trust everyone, but verify everything. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.